0: Okay, you know, over the last few years, sure, there's been lots and lots of cannabis stores opening up, but also happening, many of them are actually closing. And for more on that, let's welcome in our cannabis expert. Here is Mitchell Osak from Quanta Consulting, who joins us once again. Hey there, Mitchell, good afternoon.
1: Good day, Jeff.
0: Okay, from Windsor to Hamilton through to Toronto, 32 cannabis retailers have shuttered. Uh, What's going on? What's happening here?
1: Competition. Uh, it's getting fierce in a lot of markets. Uh, we talked about this in, in, in Toronto and as well as other urban centers in Ontario. You're getting market saturation and falling prices and closures are, are inevitable.
0: All right. Was 32 closures, was it expected though? And what does that say about the licenses that the government has been providing or giving out? Have they just simply given out too many?
1: Well, okay. So let me start with your second question first. Uh, the government gives out licenses to compliant Um, applicants. It says nothing really about their ability to run an an effective store, let's say as good as a Walmart or a Starbucks or something like that. So um, the truth of the matter is you are going to get some great operators and some poor operators, and you're also going to get closures um, in any retail chain in any market. So 32 stores roughly represents about 2% of the total number of stores, which is not a lot when you really think about it, Because uh, not far from where I am, two out of the four Starbucks have closed because of lack of business. So to your next question, is the government giving out too many licenses? It's beginning to look like that because there's still roughly about 470 or 500 in the queue right now. Um, Probably a good chunk of those will become legitimate licenses awarded by the AGCO. And then you're going to have even more stores, particularly in certain neighborhoods.
0: All right, so when we look at these 32 that have closed from Windsor through to Toronto, is it just a case of supply and demand? And by that, I mean, I guess the supply of stores was too much for the current uh, demand. Were there other things at play here? Because what made these 32, do we know, not as competitive? Because, uh, say, the price, the price of cannabis, marijuana, is that not set?
1: Um, The price of cannabis is not set, and it's been declining quarter over quarter for the last or so years so what you're suing is what you're seeing is price compression prices are coming down um, which are representing um you know better better value for the consumers but at the same point costs are going up for a lot of these retailers in terms of inflation we're seeing that now in terms of high employee turnover and so on so the retailers are caught in a what's called a margin squeeze higher costs lower retail sales As well, I'll point out, you can't put these stores everywhere. They can't be near schools and churches and so on and so forth. So you tend to get stores clustering close together. When you get that, you get hyper-competition. And we see that again on Queen Street, Dundas Street in Toronto.
0: All right. Do we expect maybe a moratorium then, at least in the short term, when it comes to uh, licenses for cannabis or marijuana shops?
1: Um, A number of politicians, including some in Toronto, have called for a moratorium on stores. I don't see it. I don't see it because if it does happen, it won't happen for a, at least six to nine months, the way the governments operate and we're moving into an election time. I also believe that stores generate revenues for different levels of government, and governments need to tax revenues now. So I don't see a situation where you're going to have a moratorium. They might slow down on the the speed of which they're approving licenses, but the reality is the current government, Ontario, Um, is very comfortable with letting the free market decide where there should be stores and who should be operating those. And I don't see that changing in the short term.
0: All right. Just finally, uh, Mitch, I want to ask you about New York, because there's reports that the state is looking at giving pizza shops and other restaurants uh, the ability to sell cannabis-infused food. What do we make of this?
1: I I love pizza. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm I'm a little saddened that Canada hasn't adopted the same um, considerations around um, having cannabis um, get further permeated into different products within, uh, within consumer goods in the hospitality industry. Of course, the rules have yet to be written. There will be major restrictions about who can buy them, whether you can sell cannabis-infused um, pizza, say, where there's liquor and so on and so forth, as well as you know how it's going to be packaged and so on. But I think it's a welcome... not only to a badly hit hospitality and restaurant industry because of COVID, but because it gets the products into the hands of responsible users, and why shouldn't they consume the product through a pizza?
0: All right, just 20 seconds, but can you see a day on the horizon? Is it coming to Canada, coming to Ontario?
1: Yes, it it will. It's already starting in very limited ways, uh, explorations out in Western Canada. It will be here, but we're talking about years, not months.
0: All right, Mitchell, much appreciated as always. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. Take care, Jeff. You too. Mitchell Osak is a cannabis expert with Quanta Consulting. And we're back after this here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.